Hello and welcome to this week's edition of This Club Is My Club, right here on North Manchester 106.6 FM. I'm your host Cockers and on this week's show we'll be bringing you build-up and reaction to FC United's league fixture with Bradford Park Avenue from Saturday. And later we'll be hearing how the women's team fared in their league match at York City from Sunday. But before that it's now time for this week's club news. And we start this week's news with the women's team. And following their first point last Sunday, on Tuesday, FC United travelled up the M61 to Chorley, hoping to pick up their first win of the season. However, despite taking the lead, a penalty followed by a late second-half goal meant the Reds unfortunately left Victory Park empty-handed. Now Chorley bringing the ball out down this right-hand side in front of the dugouts over the halfway line. Carlin reads that once again. Carlin plays that ball forward. Richie turns. Richie infield to Reeves. Reeves heading out to the left-hand side. Reeves with a bit of space to the byline. Left-hand side of the penalty area. Plays the ball back here. And in it goes. Finch got her arms to it, but couldn't prevent the shot from going in. And Richie there scores her second goal of the season. Seven minutes played here. And uh, a good Better play on this left-hand side from FC United. Reeves setting that one up. Cook, middle of the centre-backs, chips the ball forward. That's a good ball over the top there for Catlow. Catlow's onside. Catlow from the right, crosses it in. It beats Carrington towards the back post. Shot is, well, the shot hits Maver, and uh, the referee has said it's hit a hand. Maver's saying it's hit a back. I mean, the ball was, was hit hard. At Mava, there's not too many complaints from the other FC United players, but Mava's insistent it did hit her back. But referee has given the handball and it's a penalty. Laura Walker, the captain, to take this. Referee blows the whistle. Walker steps up. To Donald's right. Donald guessed the right way, but couldn't prevent that one. And it's an equaliser on a corner to the home side. From Charlie's right-hand side, FC United with defending to do. In it comes towards the edge of the penalty area. It breaks here to Parker. Parker infield to McKay. McKay headed back into the penalty area and a shot comes in and Charlie have scored. FC United didn't really deal with that one. There's appeals going on, not too sure for what at this stage, but I think it was Daisy Mason there who put the shot in. So... This is probably the last chance of the game and it's going to be Walton to take this free kick. It's about 15 yards outside the penalty area, dead centre. Walton chips it into the box. Too close to the goalkeeper. Goalkeeper spills it though. Oh, and goalkeeper Finch did really well to retrieve possession and that's probably the game. And that is full time here at Victory Park and FC United go down to a 2-1 defeat on the road midweek on a Tuesday evening here in Lancashire. Bears United, very unlucky in all fairness. Richie taking the lead for FC United on seven minutes. Reeves, who's been the player of the match. Reeves driving down the left-hand side, early doors, crossing that ball in. Richie was there, beats Finch, in it goes. FC United 1-0 up. Then there's an equaliser seven minutes later from the penalty spot. Mava, a judge to have handballed in the area. Stepping up was the skipper, Laura Walker, for Chawler to score the equaliser. FC United ending the half in the ascendancy with a series of corners into the second half. They've had the chances, they really have had their moments, but it all boils down to a corner 
into the penalty area. So United didn't clear it. Eventually, it fell to Mason, the substitute, who finished. And Charlie have won this game by two goals to one. We got it. We got it. So we've just spoken as a team around. I've given permission to be annoyed, frustrated, disappointed. I'm letting them have those emotions this time because in spells today, we played really, really well. Um, it's a real tactical game today in, in the way that Charlie set up, very similar to us. Both teams trying to do the same thing. Posed us a different challenge, but I thought the girls at times dealt with that extremely well. Um, but to concede the two goals away that we did was disappointing. I mean, I've just said to some of them in there, it is football, you know, conceding a penalty the way that we did. It's very questionable, and I look forward to seeing the footage back to get a proper view on whether it was a handball or not. And then the lead up to the second goal. The, the number of free kicks that we were conceding again I question whether some of them were free kicks or not but it it was coming and I think we've just we've got to be a little bit stronger in those moments when when the tide turns because there was moments where we were the better team and the tide was with us but when the tide turns and it goes with the other team it's what can we do to change the scenario in those moments now I'm saying that when we are two and a half weeks, three weeks in, well, it's four games four in, games but it's in. three yes. and a half weeks in yes. to the season, and we're having those conversations around managing the game, and I'm and I'm proud of that. I was about to say this is game four, and we've come from my compliment on Sunday, which was we look like a team, to this post-match interview, which actually is a post-match interview about the what went on in the game, because well, we've arrived now, and we're four yeah. games in. Yeah. We have, and um, I spoke to the players as well after the game, and I said I was I was listening to some of the comments that, that Charlie were making on the sidelines, and, and full credit to them today. I thought they played really, really well, and like I said, it was a very brilliant. tactical game. Yeah. But some of the comments that was being made shows it was like a compliment to us because of how much it meant to them to win and, and to get over the winning line. You know, I was looking at the players on the pitch going... This was a totally different story two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they can see now that we are a team. We've got some quality. We've got a style of play. We're, we're hard to break down, and we've just got to keep building. And that's that's a big compliment the way that, that Charlie reacted to us today. Yeah, this is a team that finished eighth last year at this tier, wasn't it? And you know they're part of a, a bulk of teams there just above the relegation line, and we've come here with a, a total brand new team. People might forget because it's a new team. We're actually new to this league as well, and we should have won that game tonight. And that's that again shows how close we've got we've got to it now. Yeah, we we scored a, a great first goal. Yeah, um, something we've been working on talking about in terms of getting certain areas, looking for cutbacks, getting the finish off. So I was really pleased with the first goal. And I actually said I thought at halftime we could have potentially been three one up yeah. um, if we just had that end product in the final third. So. Again, in terms of two weeks ago, we were talking about our build-up play and we need to work on certain things. Like The build-up now is not too bad. The, the getting it up the pitch isn't too bad in terms of the way we're doing it. We've sorted out some set pieces. Now we're talking about the final third and just putting, putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, so that will come. It will come. I'm, I'm confident of that. Um, we've just got to keep working at it. Women's team manager Jenny Swarbrick there from Tuesday evening. It was better news though the following night as FC United progressed through to the first qualifying round of the FA Youth Cup following a 1-0 win over Ashton Town. 
FC United will now host near neighbours Avro in the next round, with the tie to take place at Broadhurst Park the week of the 18th of September. And finally, for this week's news, the men's team returned to league action on Saturday as the Reds hosted Bradford Park Avenue. And for all the build-up now, let's hand over to Ben and Woodso at Broadhurst Park. Welcome everyone to Broadhurst Park. <coughs> Glorious sunshine on a Saturday afternoon for the return of not just FC Live at Broadhurst Park, but also the return of the Northern Premier League. And joining me for a little pre-match chat ahead of this afternoon's game against Bradford Park Avenue... Woodsell's here, everyone. Hello, Hello Woodsell. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Good, good news. Um, so, obviously, uh, FC United taking on Bradford Park Avenue today. Um, we'll get Stato Paul's thoughts shortly. We'll get Neil Reynolds' thoughts as well. We've just uh, done a, a pre match interview Ooh. with Neil. Um, Neil's very buoyant. He's um, not got everyone back match ready just yet, but everyone's been training this week, including Munro and, and Donahue. Speaking of positives, oh, yeah. home form. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's ticking over quite nicely. I mean, uh, last Saturday, I know he talks about, I, heard it, I just heard him say then about disappointing performance. And I suppose, in the grand scheme of things, it probably was. But into context of, for most of the game, playing against 10 defenders and a goalkeeper, it was sort of understandable. My worry is, Bradford are a, are a football inside. If I was scouting that game last week, I'd have just gone, FC have reverted back to, if you just defend and stick a two lines of defence in front of them, they ain't going to break you down. We said at half-time, no, get rid of the no, sides. It'll be, it's very rare you come across a, a Northern Premier League Premier not many side <laughs> who, who would set up that way. I mean, Barlick came here with... To, to the ideal and, game plan, absolutely. Yeah, to try and bridge that two-divisional yeah. gap. Yeah. Um, Brad Park, I mean, going to set up They're like not going that. to do that. No, but what I'm saying, he, he, some of the teams, you know, your Lancasters, your, your more Jonathan Collieries, the more the way Lancaster are playing, I doubt they play like that. Well, quite possibly. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. But you know, you know what I mean? We, yeah, I know we've struggled mean. against in, in the last few seasons against those type of sides, and it was a struggle last week. I thought we were always good for a win. I mean, it was a scratchy goal in terms of it just it bobbled over the line, and it was clearly in. It might um, be an own goal, actually. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've watched it. I have watched it back uh, I d- only once. I did once, try and though. zoom in on the TV highlights, uh, but I didn't want to zoom in too close because it uh, becomes really pixelated. But I, I get the impression the goalkeepers it came off the goalkeeper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Close, he definitely so. sort of flapped and pushed it uh, over the line. But uh, it was a good header, though. Trying to, it was. It, it was. It was one of those deft headers. There wasn't much power behind it. But it was, he just tried to play, which Bilardo, I've noticed, does that. Yeah, and speaking so. of Bilardo, obviously when he came into us at pre-season, there was, there was a talk, wasn't there, that he wasn't quite match-ready just yeah. yet. He mm. was coming back to fitness. Yeah. We saw in the two-game weekend we had, he couldn't play both matches against Mack and, and Radcliffe. But his goal-scoring prowess... Yeah, he's, I mean, he's got a feature when he's ready, isn't he? No, and we've got to try and work out how we can get Max Kane involved with Morris and Fitzmartin. Yeah, so. we probably won't, that's, and that's, yeah. the, that's the thing. Um... I think I said last week, I think I said at half-time again, that, or maybe in pre-game, that Milada would probably be my first choice up top at the moment. He scored again last week, so that, that backs it. Going back to pre-season and the, you know, the chats we had in pre-season, one thing that Max Kane was very good at was getting the best out of Morris and Fitzmartin, mm. which was something Bilardo, because he, he came in partway through, yeah, well, hadn't, on really. hadn't, yeah. hadn't built up yet. I mean, Max does, with regards to the system, he works for the system. Yeah. Whereas Bilardo, we not, we're not sure. But he certainly works for goals. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I know uh, in pre-season when we spoke to Neil and he mentioned you know, the, the potential, I think, I think he mentioned it. Certainly, I haven't imagined it. We could have discussed it, I suppose. That, he, you know, of the possibility of you've got you've got Bilardo in the middle and then you've got Kane coming in off the left like he, like he did a few times last season, he has done. And then you've got 
Fitzmartin or whatever on the right, or Morris on the right. But then you lose something when you've not got Morris and Fitzmartin. You know, I, I, Morris has done a lot for me. In fact, Fitzmartin needs to do a little bit more for me. But I think there's a footballer. There's an Definitely. absolute footballer there. And that might be due to the fact that players force things and he wants a goal. I don't think, has he scored one competitive one? Maybe, maybe he's not even scored yet competitive one. I don't one. think he don't has. Think he has. And he wants that goal. Morris, Morris has. Morris has, yeah. 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 That's right. And, and to be honest with you, I mean, he had a, that chance in the first half, it's Martin, where the keeper made a good save last week. That's, that goes. He, he, he set up the goal. And he set up the goal. It was a good ball in, but there's a footballer. We need to get it out of him. And what one long-windedly Alan Brazil style trying to say here is, will we get the best out of him if you've got Ballardo and Kane, and then one of the other two? Mm. Or has he, has he got to go with Ballardo or Kane? Ballardo, in my opinion, at the moment. And those two playing sort of round him. Yeah. That's my. That I, I would prefer that. Come on, Jay, get a, get a goal, man, because I think he'll be a confidence player. And once he gets one, I can see him scoring. Well, Woods, a big thank you for Not that problem. little pre-match chat. Let's say now the pre-match thoughts of FC United manager Neil Reynolds, who I caught up with moments ago. Well, Neil, a big thank you for joining us. Glorious sunshine on a Saturday for the return of the Northern Premier League and Bravo Park Avenue. What's your thoughts of today's game? It's bizarre. This morning I woke up and sunglasses was on. <laughs> and then I took my little lad to his one-to-one session on the other side of Preston. And it rained for the full hour. And then we got back in the car and Bright Sunshine came in and you're in Manchester and it's, look at this, so a strange day, a really hot day, but it's going to be, you know, difficult conditions for both teams, but, you know, we're both coming into it in decent-ish form, so I'm sure it should be a good game. How do you factor in the, the weather conditions today? Because this is, this is like balmy July weather, isn't it? Not yeah. seventh game I mean, of the season. I mean, it's, it's one of them and people talk about drinks breaks and stuff, but... You want them and don't want them. You want them for the safety of the players, but you don't want them, especially when it disrupts the rhythm of the game. And sometimes when you say we don't want half-time to come and you know you don't want the drinks break to come, sometimes it's, it's good. So obviously the ref's going to look at that and probably you know, factor in a drinks break today, uh, depending on you know, the need of the players. But it's going to be difficult. You know, It's going to be difficult, but like I said, the, the pitch looks great. Uh, it's just been watered. The water sprinkles are coming back on. And let's discuss the squad and how that's shaping up. Uh, obviously last week we were about Donoghue and... Monroe, you had a, a hope that they yeah. might be back this week. So they've trained all week, uh, but this, probably this game's too early. Right. Uh, Liv wants them to train again all next week. So yeah, they, them two have trained. Jan Palinkas has trained all week. Jan comes back in the squad today, so he's got the Dante Gabidon trained uh, on Thursday, which he's had three games at West Dids now, so he's getting another game today. So maybe come next Saturday, you know, we're, we're looking at Donahue and, and Monroe and maybe Palinkas and, and Gabidon. So this, the squad is he's definitely going to beef out. Um, and what's been the mood in the camp this week after the, the Barlet result last week? You've had two training sessions with the, the team. That, that must have been helpful. Yeah, it's, it's really good. You know, I said this as a manager. You know, any manager wants contact time with the players, so we, we, we've had a good week. We come in Tuesday. Uh, we put some hard yards into the legs, and then we, we got the balls out. And we, you know, we worked on one or two things. Thursday was more about our preparation and set piece work and, and so on and get ready for the Bradford game today. But you know the lads are in, in good spirits. Everyone, like I said, everyone's trained all week. Even the injured players have trained all week. So there's been a good there's been a good uh, boost around the camp. But it, I've said that you know every time we walk into this stadium, you know there's a real good feel factor whether it's on the football side or the work that's going on outside. There's a real buzz at the ground at the minute, and hopefully we can build on that and, and get another win today. Yeah, especially given our home form uh, as as we head into <coughs> September now, good and proper. Um, What's your thoughts on, on the challenge of Bradford Park, haven't you? Because they've, they've started to string the results together now. Well, firstly, 
last season's home form wasn't great, and, and I used to be reliant on Swampy coming to home games. I think every oh, time, sorry he, about that. Every, yeah. ca- every time he came, we won. Uh, I've just come up the stairs and seen Swampy, so I, says, I hope he don't curse us today. But no, you know, great to see him. But no, listen, it, it's good to win games of football, whether or not you're at home or away, and you know, we've enjoyed our home form, albeit. I was slightly disappointed with the performance last week. I thought we were a little bit slow and lethargic where we moved the ball. But, you know, a win's a win. And we went into the hat and we've got the draw against Warrington Rounders next Saturday. We don't want to go into next Saturday uh, on the back of the performance like we ended it at Radcliffe and having to wait 10 days to the next league game. Although I said it's a it's a good thing. Yes, it's a good thing we've stewed on it for that long, but we don't want that again. So we're coming into today's game, you know, full of confidence, like they will be, five unbeaten. And I'm sure he's going to open itself up to a really good game of football, but... You know, I like what the manager's done. He's got a young side, he's got a footballing side. We've got a young side, we've got a footballing side. So, you know, on paper, it looks like it's going to be a good game. And uh, hopefully, because of the international calendar, we should have a, a, a decent crowd here today. Looking forward to the atmosphere? Absolutely. And, you know, doing the reading that I've done, you know, the 20th year that since Glazier took over, and I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, there's more discontent and people come here and show the support for, for FC United today. International weekend, so we might just put a few people few people on the gate but I've been really impressed with with all the comms that have gone out this week and all the support around our football club you know we're a fully established we're our own football club now and you know although we were we were born out of what we were born out of we were certainly more in the right direction and there's so much good work going on Ben so hopefully we can cap off you know the end of a really good week and hopefully we can get 2,000 fans through the gate today that'll be that'll be a good milestone well Neil big thank you for joining us uh, pre-match all the best this afternoon and catch up at full time brilliant cheers Ben Neil Reynolds there speaking with me uh, about 45 minutes or so ago birthday boy Stato Paul is with us hello Paul welcome hello. What, what did you make of that well obviously word on the street is Bradford are a football inside that increases our chances of winning significantly I would say you know what else increases the chances of us winning today Paul mm-hmm. The return of this man to my left-hand side. Swampair, hello. Uh, good afternoon. Good How afternoon, gentlemen. And uh, <laughs> a happy birthday to you, Paul. Thank you. 59 years young? 64. 64? Good. Goodness yeah. gracious. Oh, so much about a song about that. Well, yeah. they should do, yes. Uh, great to be here. Lovely sunny afternoon here. I've heard it that um, <clears throat> Bradford Park Avenue may be a footballing side. I've heard that too. Um, I mean, Swampy, just to say <laughs> before we get into the ins and outs of today's game... It is very hot, very, very hot. You'd imagine there's going to be drinks I mean, breaks galore yeah, today. Yeah, you would, well, I think thankfully for us, we're uh, undercover, so we haven't got the beating sun. But no, you're right, it's interesting. Uh, that I've noticed in the last few games, uh, certainly back in Belgium watching uh, my other team, um, the referee was very reluctant for drinks breaks. And I've noticed even in the hot weather, they've not necessarily allowed them. And I think when it, an injury happens, the players just take it for themselves and they come onto the sideline and they have a drink and the referee says okay I'm hoping today the referee is sensible Neil said in his, his early comments there it does break up the balance and if you play playing particularly well and it breaks up the game it can help the opposition but for the betterment and the uh, the, the due care that you need for the uh, the players you've got to have to have plenty of water breaks and uh, let's go now to the return of a dear old friend and it's the welcome return of team news I don't think it's coming out. One for you old schoolers out there. Um, I've not done that for ages. I do that on a Saturday by myself, you know. I'm sat, I'm sat listening to you guys. If it doesn't happen, I go. <laughs> we don't do it without you. It's a waste of James. And, 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 is it going to do it? And the worst thing is, I've, 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 sat, I've sat in the local pub doing it. You've copyrighted it, so we can't do it. Well, no, look, I don't own anything. Uh, Anything I own, is mm, everyone else owns, as anyway, far as I'm concerned. Um, let's talk about the team today, Paul, um, because 
there was a question about Max Kane or Bellardo, who should start. Bellardo obviously didn't play both matches against Mac and Radcliffe because he, he's not quite there with his fitness, but he, he does earn a start, doesn't he? Bellardo's got this happy knack of nicking goals, which is priceless, and at the moment he's outscoring Max Kane. The one position that I am slightly surprised at is I thought Hartley might be in for Baru. Based on recent form. Baru does start, as does Fitzmartin and Elliot Morris as the attacking midfielders. Central midfield, we've got Luke Griffiths and Deck McLaughlin and a centre-back partnership of Charlie Oliver and Curtis Jones. And on the wings, with regards to being full-back, Sky Hall and Pavel Zuckpaul. TM is presumably been given a, a, an extended rest I'd imagine so I mean there was a question Matt wasn't there about his hamstrings yeah um, he, he does a lot of running in a game but we're going to be spoke for Joyce uh, for the cup next weekend apparently with lots of returning players yeah what's your thought on the FA Cup draw Paul while we're, while we're discussing that Warrington Rylands next week in the second qualifying round I think what we would all have liked was a team away that we hadn't played before but the way it is, it's a team in our division, but we are at home, so home advantage we've got to cash in on. Concur, yeah. I mean, uh, it was a tough, tough game last week uh, in the FA Cup, and again, that you just got to win regardless, you know, because obviously the finances always help clubs at our level, um, and performances aren't always necessary. I heard obviously what Neil said; he thought we were a bit lethargic, a little bit sloppy in our in our play, but you get the victory. You know what to expect from Rylands because we played them before. When you play against the opposition, then you can go out and scout, and they had a look at had a look at the other club. But on the day, you never know how that club turns up. You know, big crowd, FA Cup, big scalp for them. And luckily, FC United go and win. I mean, I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, this, the longer it get, takes you, thinking, oh, this is going to be a, a Tuesday night replay or they're going to snatch one at the end. But we get a goal in about the 74th minute, I think it was. Settle the nerves a little bit and, you know, we won the game. There's always a risk when you play a team from a lower level that you don't apply yourselves enough. And mm. that possibly was the case last week. Against Rylands... They know what to expect. We couldn't beat them last season. They couldn't beat us. Yes. It's a stalemate. Um, Paul, what, what do you think about today's opponents? Well, the 5-1 beaten, which has been well documented, but they've not won away from home in the league, so that makes me wonder whether we've got a chance today. It's against the team who obviously got relegated last year. Not many teams bounce back the first time round. No, and I don't, I don't think Bradford will. They've had 11 years at a higher level since they beat us in that playoff final, which is a hell of a good run. I think... If they'd gone down a few years ago, they might have found it easy to get back. But this, this division is richer than it's ever been. And I think Bradford are just in the queue rather than being at the, near the top. I think this season, definitely, I think uh, you look at... Um, Macclesfield. What done, what, yeah, look, well, you look at the Macclesfields. I mean, you look at Radcliffe now and you look at those teams and, the, and they're using the money well. Yeah. And, you know, you can't at this moment in time see beyond those two and then there's a plethora of other good teams. But I think you're right, I mean... Bradford Park Avenue, you know, you said we've played them, what, 24, 24 occasions? 22 uh, before 20, today. 22 before today, sorry. The last one that sticks out in my mind was the, the 4 0 when um, they had two players sent off, which weren't red yeah. cards in any way, shape. Yeah, that was a bit catastrophic, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, but Do you remember that the, game? The last it, was game. And, it was you and Emily and Roy commentating on it, and each, each red card is you going. Referee. Was that he? That wasn't here. That was it. Was that Curzon? I think it might have been at Curzon. I think it was at Curzon, wasn't he? Right. I, yeah. I seem to remember Swampy being with us in the last meeting, which was at Bradford in 2019, um, when we hadn't won for a while. That's right. And all yeah. of a sudden, we hit the jackpot at Bradford and won 3-2. Paul, what are you expecting today? Finally, just before the teams come out. I don't think it's going to be nil-nil. I think there's going to be goals in it today. Um, I'd like to think that 
Um, Bellardo will cause them problems with his power and his movement. Other than that, let's hope that Holland's up, make merry down the flanks and uh, whipping lots of crosses. Make merry down the flanks. I should have written that down and used that later. Welcome everyone to Speedio and welcome everyone to SC Live. Brought to you by ConstructedCoding.com and you lovely people, the Armchair Army. Swampy's back uh, and Stato Paul will be doing the commentary today alongside uh, our league commentator James Quinn. SC United against Bradford Park Avenue in the sunshine, Swamper. Looking forward to this one? Looking forward to it very much indeed. Uh, obviously, uh, it's my first game back at Broaders Park um, for this season. I've uh, kept abreast of things, watched, watched the highlights and watched a couple of games in uh, full length, so kept up to date with how the team are going. And uh, But to see them actually in the flesh is something I'm looking forward to very much today. The last game, obviously, I was involved in was uh, in a San Siro, which wasn't a bad place to watch your last game of the season. So happy days, happy days. Well, let's hand over now and here's your expert commentary team of James Quinn, Stato Paul. But first, a big welcome back to Swampair. Left-footed ball's going to be swung in. It's a decent ball towards the back post there. Oh, and it comes off the back of a Bradford Park Avenue player's head, goes across the goal, and FC United can clear the lines, and they might actually be able to capitalise because it was a poor bit of control. And FC United now over the halfway line. It's with the number 10, it's with uh, Fitzmartin. Fitzmartin charging in towards the penalty area. Can he get the shot away? He now has the opportunity, he should get the shot away. He does get the shot away. That's a wonderful finish. Absolutely superb from Fitzmartin there. The ball won by FC United uh, just on the edge of the area on this near touchline. Ball comes out, left-hand side. Ball played into uh, Jay Fitzmartin. And, uh, well, he did everything right there, Paul. He took it slightly away from the defender, then cut in and he gave himself the room for the shot and he slotted it home nicely and it's a good finish. Well, he's had a month of shots blocked so far in his career with FC, but that was the kind of goal he scored for Atherton last season where he managed to win himself some space and exploit the space. And that time he got wider the defender before he fired the shot in. That's right, yeah, I mean, he, he came in low. and then he goes across them and he gives himself that room and uh, nothing the goalkeeper could do there, but uh, a good finish. Uh, and FC United take an early lead here at Broadhurst Park. I'll uh, risk uh, cursing the team by saying FC's defending of the set pieces this afternoon has been excellent. So long bottom. The score now you're off uh. <laughs> three, three Automatic three-game ban. And we come now. It's a good-looking ball that Charlie Oliver thankfully heads it away. And FC making a meal of dealing with it from the left-hand side. The crop comes in again. It's nodded by Pratt. He hits the post. Oh, that could be a penalty, no, said no. the referee. Ball is cleared. Well, that was uh, the woodwork away from a suspension there <laughs> as uh, George Sykes Kenworthy clears at the other end of the field and it goes out of play. And uh, Bradford uh, Park Avenue player down. I've seen them given, Paul. If the player looks for the contact deliberately, I, I can't really see how he can get a penalty. But. Charlie Oliver. Long ball now for Keen Baru to chase. Takes it nicely on his chest. Lovely now. Bellardo. Oh, thought about a left-footed shot, thinks it about it again, goes down, and now it's Fitzmartin with a chance to... He's done it! It's 2-0! A brace for Jay Fitzmartin! And we spoke last week of how his play improved, still frustrating, in the way that he wasn't finding the gaps, he was finding the defender, but his beautiful assist um, just showed a sign of maybe what was to come, and Jay Fitzmartin there doubles the FC lead Guy Hall 
And it comes, nice looking delivery, but uh, headed, and it's uh, still not clear as Morris heads it back towards the danger zone. Keen Baru on the edge of the box, Griffiths picking it up, slides it to Baru in the box. Now Baru thinks, jinking away there, plays it back there, and it's Elliot Morris. Think about a right-footed shot, which goes just wide, just uh, inches away from uh, going past that left hand upright. Two 0 the score remains towards the back post it goes it's defended superbly well by FC United counter. can they now counter and make it three well Kane does well now pass it well he passed it past the player he, he's not looked up but he might just finish himself and in all fairness you're going to say he started he started in his own half he's run all the way down there he's a centre forward he's selfish he nearly makes it three I can't blame him, but on the far side of the ground there was uh, FC's number 10, waiting for his hat-trick pass, and <laughs> he did ignored him completely. Well, the entertainment is over, and FC United of Manchester here at Broadhurst Park will uh, continue winning ways. Absolutely incredible transformation from last season. Can't buy a game at home this season. Well, it's win, 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 win. Absolutely superb. Great performance, uh, Two great goals from uh, Jay Fitzmartin and some resolute, wonderful defending uh, from FC United's uh, back line as well. Man of the match uh, today, Paul. I think it's pretty much nailed on, isn't it? It's Fitzmartin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Oliver, isn't it? Yeah. Good. That's good. Super. Do I not get... <laughs> coming to you. Well, I said in the first 20 minutes he was the man of the match because he was absolutely superb, but I think he was superb because also... For me, Curtis Jones was outstanding. I mean, there's, there's, there's great performances everywhere. The reason why I'm giving Charlie Oliver the man of the match is just because of his, his quality all the way through the game. Didn't panic. None of defence panics at all through the game. Uh, resolute defending, 13 corners to defend. Defending them superbly well. They, they hit the post once. They uh, had a shot from distance. Apart from that, for me, I just like the way he played today. I mean, Fitzmartin was outstanding did really well on the ball and off the ball but for me just what I mean sometimes you just watch a player and you go well, I can give it to me he scored two goals you give it to a player where you see a real bit of quality yeah McLaughlin could have scored two or three goals uh, if he had his shooting boots on there was an element of that second half there we've, we've seen it before didn't we Paul uh, managing the game managing the game yeah I think the same thing happened against Worksop and Ilson just taking the sting out of it and just, just sitting on it not being over exuberant or gung-ho but then again, there were moments towards the end where counter-attacking from SC United. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you know, there could have been another two or three goals perhaps towards the end. Uh, but what you've got to say is that, uh, you know, if, if you manage the game and you manage it well, yeah. which FC have, and in stifling heat as well. Yeah. You know, and that's a, that's a good thing. They've, they've worked well. And, you know, BPA played their part in the game as well. I, would, I, think, I think BPA got themselves into a little bit of a, of a rut by playing the ball long in the second half rather than doing what they normally do well which they didn't do that well in the first half by giving the ball away and too many uh, simple passes they went a different route and it never really worked for them and uh, you know they made they rung all the changes as much as they could but never really caused in the second half there wasn't a, a real shot of uh, any was, note to save for, uh, for boys there was one moment one that I think it was Bastidi who came down, in but down, yeah down it, the byline it was cut inside and he's, he's, he's near he's post there yeah. boys and he's, he's just defended it well like, like a defender would have but apart from this, the first half where they hit the post from that cross and there was a penalty shout, that, that was it from Bradford yeah, Park Avenue, yeah. really. I mean, in fairness, from an FC perspective, shots on target, Paul. I mean, you've got the stats there. 7-1 to one on target. On target, yeah. yeah. And off That's target? 
ten to eight. Ten to eight. So we're ahead on both. Because McLaughlin could have scored and uh, Kane could have scored. Yeah, there, and... there, there, there was good opportunities for FC United to uh, to make it more convincing. But again, still very good. It, it, it takes us to where in the league now? Eight. 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 Yeah. Uh, as, as James mentioned earlier, the key to all this is how to convert this into form away from home. Yeah. It's a different side away from home. I mean, just to go to that away form, you can become a bit preoccupied with it. Apart from the Stafford game, were we going to win away at Marine at midweek and, and Radcliffe away? I mean, is it is it that big a problem at the moment to say, oh, we're, we're bad away from home? Maybe we'll find out soon. Yeah, maybe. Obviously, well, we want this coming weekend because it's FA Cup, isn't it, here at Broaders Park? Well, the, the football itself away from home wasn't bad No, it, it was just bursts and moments from the opposition scoring well quickly. Marine they, they scored four boom, goals boom, boom. Yeah. And, and you look at the game hold on a second it's not 4-0 that no and it was the same with Radcliffe yeah yeah. and sometimes if the game gets beyond you it's very hard to claw anything back you know you've got to be a, a special team really special team to claw back and this is this is a new this is again this is a new team really we've lost players that have gone on and doing well at Bamber Bridge and so on and so forth but this is a new group of players that the management have chosen and they're happy with. And you can see why that they play. They play nice football. And they play expansive football. And I, I think it's, uh, it bodes well. Definitely bodes well. Uh, well, uh, Charlie over there receiving his applause. That's is Neil Reynolds coming off the pitch. Um, but you're relieved as well, Swampy, aren't you? You've, you've not come here and ruined it. Well, a hoodoo was... A, of, uh, <laughs> every time he, he comes last season, we win. And now we keep winning, he's come again. So, yeah. A big thank you to James and to Stato Paul. Um, you'll be hearing from both those brilliant broadcasters next week. FC United hosting Warrington uh, Riley. Are, are they now official broadcasters? That's what we are. Broadcasters. Been, broadcasters been I like that. That's Second good. qualifying round of the FA Cup, Warrington Rylands next week. Incidentally, Warrington Rylands today won in their league game by three goals to one away at Whitby Town, which is a fantastic result. Uh, so, uh, Warrington Rylands have had a great start to the season uh, with Michael Clegg in charge. Um, so, that should be a good game next Saturday. Could be very, 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 very impressed with that performance today. I'm, I'm really impressing. You know, I've just said that we haven't used Charlie Ellis, we haven't used Finn Bartram. Got Mumro and Don a huge comeback in next week. We've got Yampel in cast ten minutes today. You know, I've got the options now of playing Nick Bellardo or Max Kane. Options in wide areas, and it's good. You know, when 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 sometimes it's just not working for one person, we've got the options on the bench now, and people won't know. You know, last week before Jay got man of the match, he's, he was struggling with confidence. He couldn't score. He couldn't. Got man of the match, he's had a great week in training, all of a sudden he gets a brace today. And that's that's part and parcel of football where individuals are have peaks and troughs and you know people are quick enough to criticise this young group, criticise me, whatever it will be, you know, but they're a really fantastic group and they're exciting and they're good going forward and they want to learn and I'm, I'm delighted with the three points. You're a manager that likes to play in a certain style. It seems from this game, and I know the, the two heavy defeats, the style of football was still there. It was just, you know, one of those games where it's bang, bang, bang and the game's gone. But when things aren't going right, as a manager down there, you're shouting the odds and you're telling players, yeah. today, I think you shouted one instruction. Yeah. So have they just performed exactly as you prepared it in, exactly. in, in training the last... We, we've had a great week of training. We, we put our key messages on, we got our key principles across. We knew exactly what would work. Score early, soak it up. We knew they'd have set pieces, score before half-time, manage the game second half. Game will open up, hopefully chances created. It's exactly what they did and the lads took it on board and thought we defended superbly well on set pieces. Our zonal marking was, was, was excellent today. But the lads, you've got to give them credit because they're like a sponge. They take it all on board and, and it's hard It's easy. No, sorry, it's hard to take it on board. It's even harder to execute and they've mm. executed it superbly well. You talked before the game this afternoon, you talked about uh, Tuesday was uh, all about uh, fitness, 
and a little bit of ball work. Thursday was all about set pieces. When you defend 13 corners and don't look uncomfortable at any stage, Thursday must have been a very good training session because they looked so confident every time in their defensive duties. When we conceded off a zonal mark, and I think I've said this on radio this season, but I think we conceded three all last season and, and up, you know, up to press the Radcliffe game, I think we conceded five. And it's just about you know new lads coming in, being brave in your zone, you know, not go following the ball, just just kind of waiting your zone for it to mark. And we did loads, of, we've done loads of work on it, and you can see. The relationship that Charlie and and, uh, and Curtis have got being number two and four in the defensive zone, it mattered me a lot to a lot of people, but we do a lot of work on that. And then the distance one and three fit in between that. And it all comes across our six-yard box. Pat keeps the, 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 the four high on the zonal mark and it allows the three to fit in between the lines above that. And you can see today our distances were really, really perfect between each other. And, and it's as good as a delivery is, it's got to be a really good delivery to get one yard between a Curtis Jones and a Guy Hall or a, and a Guy Hall on the path. You know, if as long as we stick rigid to that zone, games like Marine away from home where Curtis came over the top of Charlie Oliver and they got a free header and they scored, that's our defensive laps. You know, mm. that's us not sticking to the game plan. But today they were brilliant. And, and on the whole, so we defend 30 zonal marks on a, on a Thursday night. We usually, we're lucky if we can see one. You know, we do a lot of work on that. So delighted with the defensive display. Signal that the two centre halves were fantastic, but but really happy with the attacking display as well. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those you know you talked about the, the brace from uh, FC United's yeah. uh, Jay Fitzmartin. I mean, I thought I mean his first goal does really well, takes the, takes a player away, and then cuts inside, opens opens a room, and then curls one in. But I thought his second personally was even better. I was actually down at the touchline, right in line with it, and the composure he had. After a player had got injured, it looked like it should have been a penalty, perhaps, but the referee let play continue. Absolutely superb. And, you know, the guys have been saying, you know, he's shots being blocked continuously. That's going to do him the power of good. Yeah. And you'd be very pleased to know that we didn't give him man of the match. I, I, I'd, I'm not sure who you did give man of the match to. I, I, it could be. It could be one of the centre-halves. Gave, it could gave, be Pav. Gave man of the match in the 32nd minute. And it was Charlie Oliver. My goodness me, what a, what a performance. Colossal I mean, he's, he's got... I mean, to have mm. someone like Curtis Jones next to him is going to be a big help. And the, the, the two together, the work was... But every time he got the ball, he was just calm. Yeah. Move the ball here, move the ball there. I've got no problems with it. Just creating space, putting balls in. Absolutely top draw. And I said to him half-time, I went around the whole squad and I tapped people on the head and what I thought you know, of the performances... I said outstanding to Charlie Oliver and I asked the squad how many times he gave the ball away in the first half and the, the answer was zero. He didn't. You know, he either went into feet, he checked, he went outside the other way, he came out, he made decisions to go into Nick at times. Great defender, great defensive partnership. You know, Pav coming in at right back, he said a check, great. Guys made that his own, great. And then we've, you know, you've got the luxury there, but in front of Curtis and Charlie, you've, you've got a, a defensive unit, a defensive square in Griffiths and Deck, so, yeah, which yeah. allows the front four to go, but it has to be marshalled. You know, and it was marshalled superbly well, and you know Charlie deserves the man of the match. No question. I mean, and again, it's, it's a team. It's a team today where everyone's. You've got you've got a nine out of ten, an eight out of ten, and then everyone's got seven. Mm. I mean, you, is that is that is that game today for you so far this season? But over, let's say a season, is that is that most complete? Yeah, perfect. You've seen. Yeah. You can go up to that and go. Yeah, I, I, I've, I felt. You know, I think the lads played pressure free. We played pressure free. We, we took on board the instructions. Massive credit to Callum Greenwood behind the scenes, who's our goalkeeper coach, which our analysis coach. The work that he does to give the lads the information, to track the information on the pods, to, to tell the lads, you know, where and when to go and where to move. There's lots of lots of things that go on behind the scenes, but Callum is he's so good at that. And you could see today the lads kind of taking that on board. And Cal saying to me live on the iPad that, that Pav's fatiguing, and we've got to take Pav off and get get Jan on. So. 
overall, it's a really good performance. We've come through injury free. So you're using uh, that. So you're using that data <coughs> actually in the game as live. it goes. So he's right, okay, live, live. right. He's okay, and you, so you can see those stats. Say he's dropping slightly. He's yeah, gone. yeah. So he's, he's really good what we're doing, and we've just taken the, the you know kind of the software to another level now, which is great. And you know that's the the things that people don't see. You know, and, and it's it's really good. But you've got someone in Callum Greenwood who probably won't ever get a mention. Who is who's fantastic? People like to see him warming up the goalkeeper. He does so much more, you know, before the game. He's got all the stats of the opposition on the board. It's on a rolling feed. All the goals are set pieces. You know, everything that we can prepare for. It's, it's all there, and that's down to that's down to Callum, uh, which helps my job and Brian's job and Mike's job and so on. So there's a lot of uh, madness behind the methods that we yeah, yeah. that we put on, and you know, but but pleased. And you know, I could see today. I was turning to the bench, speak to Cal live, and, and it was good. It was really good. So it was important today that. We go into the FA Cup weekend uh, with another three points in the bag because last time we went to the FA Cup weekend we we got battered at Radcliffe five 0 yeah, yeah. So we've we've sadistically quite enjoyed stewing on that five 0 today. Another win at Broadhurst Park. That's five. You know we look forward now to get ready for Warrington Rowlands. Who I'm looking to have had another good win today. So it's going to be a really good game of football next Saturday. And and, and a different prospect. Yeah, different prospect. Cleggy's got the team playing well. You know they've got some really good results. Uh, they've had some blips as well. I think they got beat 4-0 first game of the season and maybe not look back. You know, Cleggy's a good manager. They've, they've got a good side. They've got threats in key areas. But, you and know... A, and a footballing team, would you say? <clears throat> footballing team, yeah. Footballing does that, team. Does that help us? Because, I mean, I think, so. I, think, I think a lot of times we say, don't we, that, you know, we play against footballing teams, sometimes that helps us a little bit. Yeah. I think so. I think uh, Cleggy will have him set up. He, he might have one eye on us and may want to change slightly. But, you know, if you're where they are in the league tonight, I think they were the third and they've you know, won again 3-1, 14 points from seven. So they should come into it with their tails up. But we're going into it with our tails up as well. And I think it's going to be a really good cup tie and, and two sides that want to get through. And it's a battle of two mates as well, isn't it? Because yeah, you, really you, you, you're really good friends with him, and it's like you know, you perhaps you want to maybe, maybe not meet in the FA Cup at this early stage. No, but what of you next week is going to be by the other one a bit? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we've never we've beat each other over the years. We've never fallen out. We were always on the phone to each other. You know, come three o'clock next week, I want one over me. I want one over him. But for me, the more important thing is, is this squad just carries on to mature the way it's doing. You know, and it will have setbacks, and it's had them already this season with Marine and Radcliffe. Is how we respond, and we've responded really well. We've responded again great today. That can only set us up nicely for next weekend. There's a guarantee we're going to win. It's one people what it means that we can have a good week in training and then get ready for the opposition next Saturday. Well, listen, you go down there, tell the boys they've all got a seven, between a seven and a nine. Brilliant. And wonderful to watch and uh, good luck for next week. And Thanks, uh, As always, Brilliant. lovely Thank speaking you. to you. Cheers. FC United manager Neil Reynolds there speaking to Swampy. And as discussed, FC return to FA Cup action this Saturday as the Reds host Warrington Rylands in the second qualifying round of this season's competition. It's a 3pm kickoff on Saturday at Broadhurst Park and admission will be pay on the gate. £13 for adults, £9 concessions, £3 under 18s, while under 5s are free with a paying adult. But if you cannot make the game on Saturday, FC Live will be on air from 2.30pm on the FC Radio website. To the women's team now and FC United travelled to North Yorkshire on Sunday afternoon as the Reds took on York City. To hear now how FC got on, let's hand over to Ben. Well, good afternoon everyone and welcome back to Women's Team Live and you join us here at Ings Lane, the home of Tadcaster Albion and this afternoon the home of FC United of Manchester against York City in Division 1 North of the National Women's League and it is glorious conditions here in North Yorkshire as FC United look for a bit of a follow-up to the relatively good week that they've had. Uh, a nil-nil draw with Norton and Stockton Ancients on Sunday and an unlucky defeat at Chorley 
on Tuesday night, but certainly heading in the right direction for this brand new side for FC United. Both teams coming out onto the pitch and uh, where we're commentating from this afternoon, we're in the, the clubhouse and it's, it's very warm and um, we're behind glass. There's not much atmosphere, but there is a microphone. First time I've ever been to Tadcaster Albion. It's right behind John Smith's and uh, as a club, Tadcaster Albion have had a couple of floods over the years. You wouldn't know it looking at the venue. It's a, a great little stadium, this. And uh, FC United looking to get their first win of the season. But so are, are York City. York City, after three rounds of matches, both these two teams uh, currently sit bottom of the table. FC do have a point. Obviously mentioned earlier that nil-nil draw with Norton and Stockton Ancients last weekend. York currently, though, on zero points. Um, they started off the season with a 4-3 loss against Hull City. Then they were knocked out of the League Cup, like FC United were. But in York's case, 4-1 defeat at Stour Bridge. Then a 1-0 defeat at Charley. So both these teams are suffering defeats at the hands of Charley. Uh, but midweek for York City, they suffered a 3-1 defeat uh, up at York against Leeds United. Um, FC United coming into this one, though, as I said, the trajectory, despite the defeat midweek, um, I, I think FC United were very unlucky on Tuesday night not to certainly pick up a point. And I think, you know, if they took the chances, could have quite easily took all three points as well. Uh, and FC United lining up this afternoon, looking for this opening win of the season with Sophie Donald in goal. Then the back three is Corey Mather, Abby Carrington and Alice Firth, who came off the bench on Tuesday. She starts in the back line this afternoon. Um, Wing-backs, Dill and Kershaw uh, in central midfield. We've got Emily Walton, Paris Ford and our player of the match from Tuesday evening, Chinese Reeves. And up front, Becky Donnelly and Ellie Ritchie continue to be the strike partnership up front for FC United. FC United wearing their brand new away kit, paying homage to the suffragette movement. And uh, for, for York City, they're wearing their customary all red this afternoon. Good turn there by Duffield. Duffield now moving down the left-hand side. Beats Mather for pace. Duffield, left-hand side of the penalty area, crosses this ball into the box, to the back post. And there, on the back post, was Hughes for the tap-in. And on 17 minutes, York take the lead. And that goal has been coming. And it was a, a good turn of pace over on the left-hand side and uh, once the ball is into the back post there, it was uh, a good goal. Brown plays the first time pass forward here to Jones. Jones moving in field, got an option out on this right-hand side in the guise of Hughes. Hughes goes for goal and that is a fantastic finish from Hughes. Donald wasn't getting to that one. She was at full stretch down to her right-hand side but a fantastic finish from Hughes and it's now 2-0 to York. 23 minutes played. One bounce towards the halfway line, flicked on there, and here's a run again from midfield from Brown. Played through. Brown, he's one on one with the goalkeeper. And uh, well, it's hit straight at Donald. A rebound, and that's saved. Cleared off the line. Donald goes for the ball, and it's not been fully cleared by FC United. Duffield with, well, it felt like several opportunities there to score, and eventually she does at the near post. And on 32 minutes, it's now 3 0 to York. Ball played through there, but uh, Kershaw gets to it. Here's Duffield driving forward down this left-hand side. Duffield checks, plays it infield. It's a given goal there with Heald. And Duffield back on the ball, left-hand side, crosses the ball in. And that is a well-worked goal from York. And it was a tap-in in the end there for Felicity Jones. And that is 4-0. 
Here's Jones now. Jones infield to Duffield. It's a give and go. Jones is going to get on the return pass. Jones now bags the pace into the penalty area. Good sliding challenge by Carrington. But Jones has the momentum on the byline. And the left-hand side plays the ball back to Duffield. Duffield with a shot. There's the rebound. And it's a tap-in. It's fine way there on the back post area. And, uh, well, it's the second tap-in of the, of the second half. And it's now 5-0. And that is full time here at Tadcaster Albion and a pretty comprehensive display from York City. Three goals in the first half, two goals in the second half and FC United going down by five goals to nil here. Humid conditions for both sides. But what York have had that FC United have struggled with is a blistering counter-attack. Whenever the ball broke in midfield or anywhere on the pitch, York had numbers flying forward, spearheaded in a lot of ways by Ella Duffield. And what we've seen today hasn't been necessarily a poor performance from FC United. What we're seeing here is what we've been talking about throughout this opening stage of the season. You come across opponents who've got patterns of play and tactics and ways of playing the ball in certain positions on the pitch. York are taking on a team who've just not had chance to be that adaptable without uh, Jace Carlin in the back and taking on a team who've adapted their tactics to FC United. FC United just haven't had enough time, I don't feel, on the training pitch to have offered an alternative to this afternoon's game. If I'm talking about standout performances from FC United, no one's had a particularly bad game. Um, I think, in all fairness, if I'm going to give a play of the match for FC, I'd give it to Isabella Kershaw on the right-hand side, who's been pretty good next up for the women's team and uh, next up for women's team live we'll be back at Broaders Park on Sunday as FC United will host Chester Street it's a two o'clock kickoff and if you can't make that game in person uh, we'll have full commentary available right here on FC radio join us on Sunday afternoon from just before two o'clock but uh, the next commentary for FC radio will be taking place on Saturday as the men's team are back also at Broaders Park, as FC host Warrington Rylands in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup. Join us from 2.30 on Saturday afternoon at Broaders Park. Kickoff will be at 3 o'clock, but like I said, we will have full commentary here on FC Radio for those of you who cannot make the game. What we're going to do now, we're going to go off air. We'll collect the post-match thoughts of Jenny Swarbrick, uh, and that interview will be available on Audio Boom. And on This Club Is My Club tomorrow evening on North Manchester 106.6 FM. But a big thank you to our host, Tadcaster Albion. Congratulations to York City. Commiserations to SC United. But we're going to go now. You'll be hearing from us again very, very soon. You take care. Bye-bye. Well, Jenny, big thank you for joining us. Hard lines today. Um, it was just surmising there in my post-match that York had something that we didn't really have an answer for today, which was a blistering counter-attack. I mean, first and foremost, credit to York, the way that they played today. I thought they played some really good football um, and they looked very, very dangerous on the counter-attack um, and that caught us out a few times. Um, but we've got to look at ourselves. I spoke to the players at half-time and said there's, there's too many individual errors, too much flat-foot defending, too much not dealing with crosses. So there's a lot of things that we, we've got to go away from here this week, review, reflect, um, and, and we put the, the rights wrong this week in training. I suppose the other silver lining to this is the fact we've had a good week in, in all fairness a nil nil on Sunday unlucky against Charlie today this is a reminder that this, this is a hard league and, and 
we are going to need 100% from everyone every week. Completely agree with you. I think that, that these teams that are ruthless. Um, they looked like an experienced team today, a little bit more experienced than what we've got in certain areas. Um, I mean, we did bring in a few youngsters today um, as we had a few players away on holiday and on other, other things. So... Um, we've, we've got to not be as naive, um, but again, that comes down to us being such a young side, just collectively. So, fair play to York today. I thought they played really well um, and they scored some great goals, but but we need to be better um, and we need to be honest about it. But underlining that, I've just said to the players, um, we've got to stick together. We, we can't get on each other's backs with this uh, today. We can't single people out. It's a collective performance. So, collectively, we've got to work hard together and, and push on again this week to be better next Sunday. I'm gonna. I am gonna focus on a couple of players, just in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Kershaw that was their best performance uh, at right wing back. And towards the end, even though we were five 0 down, we still created a, a good couple of chances towards the end there. So that is stuff to hang on to for for Chester Street. Yeah, um, we're, we're very lucky to have Izzy. Um, obviously, she's come across on loan from Burnley. Um, she's a talented young player. Um, she's got a fantastic attitude. So it's really good when when she, she starts off playing the game right wing back, then we change the formation to the 4-3-3. She goes top wide right um, and was effective there. And then again, she had to drop back to right back. So today, effectively, she's played in three different positions, but she's got the type of attitude that, that we're wanting here at FC. Is, is like, I will give 100% no matter what's there. Um, I think she's, she's a credit to, to have her at the club um, and she's an exciting young player. So I 100% agree with what you're saying. Um, and I think each week, She's, she's getting better and better in understanding how we try to play and what the expectations and standards are, which will st- send her in good stead for when she gets older and, and, and gets that break. So I think she has got a massive future in the game. Um, and then I agree with you in terms of, of the, the final third. We do work the ball into the final third on a number of occasions throughout the whole game and create some good chances, but we are lacking in the final third and that's something that, that we need to pick up on. Uh, we are light a little bit in that final third, so we've got to do some work, but also um, obviously we're still bringing in a few players, so that is an area that we need to, to bolster um, and we need to find some goals from somewhere in, in a very quick space of time. And uh, Chesterley Street on Sunday, back at Broaders Park. And that's the other thing, this is the first time this team's actually been on a, a proper away. Charlie's not really a proper away, is it? But this is, you know, everyone on the team bus coming up here. So, again, learning curves and all that. But it'd be good to be back at Broaders Park on Sunday. Yeah, we're enjoying it down at, uh, at Broaders Park. And, and we know that that's becoming our fortress, which is good. And we've got to keep building on that. But at the same time, um, we've, we've got to mature with these away games. Um, they're a great team together fantastic team together so being able to travel on the coaches we have done which has been uh, supplied by Swans Travel uh, which we're very grateful for um, we're very well looked after by the club um, and we've got to utilise it um, we've got to utilise the support that we're getting so that when we come to these away games we, we, we're the, the fast start we're the teams that's getting the first goals and we're the team that are getting, coming away with the three points that's what we're here for so we have to, we have to live and learn and we have to push on uh, this week and we just have to Keep striving, um, but looking forward to being back at home next week and we get another opportunity to play again and try and get three points. Well, Jenny Swalbrick, Women's Team Manager, Hardlines today. Good luck in training this week and uh, we'll catch up again next Sunday. Yeah, appreciate it. FC United Women's Team Manager Jenny Swalbrick there speaking to Ben. Well, that's it for this week's edition of This Club Is My Club. A big thank you to everyone involved in FC Radio and the club as a whole. Thanks for listening and from me, Cockers, see you next time. This is FCUM Radio, officially the most popular FC United radio station in the world.